Can we do something? Can we stand up? You know, the, the, the Bible tells me that let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And you have breath this morning, right? You have breath. Everybody's alive this morning. Yeah? I know you, you two are alive. Because I, I saw you last night and you're alive. And I'm seeing you again this morning and you're alive. I, I, I need every... I wonder if the keyboard player could help me as well. Keyboard player. Yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, give Johnny a hand. This might be the, the last time that he's playing here. Yeah. So uh, I need us to just lift up our voice in praise to God. Is that okay? And, and there's a song that is, is, is on my heart. I just want to sing, want for us to sing it before we play. Um, how, does anybody know how? How great is our God. Do you know? Sing with me. How great is our God. No, we'll see. How great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. No, we'll see how great, how great, how great. God. Yeah. For he's a name above all names. He is worthy. You are worthy of our praise. My heart will sing and my heart will sing. How great, how great is our God. We glorify you, we glorify you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have ten fingers, just clap onto God and give Him praise. That is part of your worship. If you can clap onto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, He will take that. Bless you, God. Glorify your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I want to thank you, um, Pastor Patrick, Apostle, and Sean for inviting me and uh, sharing your platform. Uh, thank you for taking the risk to get me up here. It's always dangerous, you know, when you get other people on your platform. You don't know what they're going to say. <laughs> you know, the last time I was here, I, I spoke um, on what is in your house. I don't know if you remember, but that was my message the last time I was here uh, with you. And I, I just want to thank you for, you know, having me uh, again just to hear what God is, is going to say. I believe that God is, has already began speaking. When I was speaking to these two young men uh, yesterday and Pastor Patrick, they were confirming my sermon. I, I couldn't believe the things they were coming out with. And, and so today, um, uh, the title of my sermon is, What's Inside of You? Now, I'm going to be challenging you uh, this morning because, you know, the Lord spoke to me. And one of the things that God says to me was that um, revival is in me. And every single one of you here, believers, uh, spirit-filled people, carry the revival of God. And many of you have been saying and praying, God, we want a revival. Send a revival. And God says, you carry the revival. And God says, you need to start the revival. Don't wait until I come and start it. Because God says, the power is within you to start a revival. This place, I'm going to tell you, if you carry on like you're carrying on, this place will be far too small. And you're going to have to have a couple of services, Pastor Patrick. Amen. I, I don't know if you believe this. I believe it. Thank you, my brother. God bless you. And so the, the purpose of this message today is to stir you up as church. Right now, in, in the reason I'm saying this is right now in our church, we're, we're experiencing revival. And for many years, we've been praying, God, send, send revival. And God spoke to me, and he says, the revival is in you. You just need to start it. And I don't want to sound big-headed, but I started the revival because I realized what I carry. When you realize who is in you and what you carry, there is nothing that you cannot do. But first, you need to realize who you are and what you carry. People... Uh, uh, traveling in to church. Two hours they're driving in. They're booking in. They're booking hotels so that they can get to church on Sunday morning. Wednesday morning services, we're getting between 40 and 50 people coming on, on Wednesday mornings because of the healings and the deliverances that are happening in the house of God. 
I declare today, revival shall start here in the name of Jesus. If you have your, your Bibles, um, please turn with me to 1 Kings. I've got to say as well that, um, just so that you know, you don't think I'm crazy, I do get a little bit excited when I preach. <laughs> right, so I just want you to know that, to realize that this morning. So you can get excited with me as well. You know, let the Word of God shoot up in your bones. Amen. So 1 Kings 19, 19 to 21. And so he departed from there, and he found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the 12, and then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. When he threw his mantle on him, uh, that signifies Elisha's call to uh, service, to be the attendant of Elijah and his disciple. Go on to verse 20. And he left the oxen and he ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again for what I have done for you. So Elisha turned back from him, and he took a yoke of oxen, and he slaughtered them, and he boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment, and he gave it to the people, and they ate. And then he rose and followed Elijah and became his servant. One of the things that God taught um, Moses was that he is... Elohim is that he is God the creator, that he is God of the universe, that he is the creator of heaven and earth. He's the creator of man. He created, the Bible says, we were talking about it yesterday, he created man in his image. I am created in the image of God. And because God is the creator, it means that I am also creative. There is something of God that I carry within me. We, we need to understand. I, I needed to understand this, saints. Every spirit-filled believer in this place carries something of the power of God within you. You are created people. When you look back and even uh, up to now, you see how man is creative. I, I'm amazed. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was in the, uh, flying over yesterday. I was looking through the windows and I'm thinking how, how great a man is in his creation. Creating airplanes and uh, cars and the microwave <laughs> and, and all of that stuff. I'm thinking, when I look at my peers, I'm thinking, you guys are great. Man is creative because God is a creative God. You put man anywhere and man will create something. And so, God created man and he is so intelligent. 
God is a, an intelligent God. John teaches in the book of John chapter 1 and verse 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Oh, when I read the scripture, when I read that, it actually gets me excited. I've, I've got to say. It encapsulates his intelligence and his power. He is not just powerful, though. Electricity is, is powerful, but it has no sense. He's not just forceful. Wind has force, but it has no intelligence. God is intelligent. He is strategic. He's a strategic God. He makes plans. He has purpose. He has wisdom. And he has knowledge. Amen. And he created things. Everything and everything has been created by him. And he is a God that is creative. He is, he creates having the power to preserve and to renew self-perpetuating. That's how he has created us. The thing about God is that he created once and everything else just falls in place. Everything else uh, uh, begins to recreate. That's, that's how he does it. So if you, you look at, a, at, at the birds or the animals and even man, we are self-perpetuating. We, we self-perpetuate. We create. It says in, Gen in Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth endures seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. It keeps on going. And, the, and, and this is a strategy of God. God always, he ha, always has a strategy. He determines the end from the beginning. And this is what the apostle calls the manifold wisdom of God. Wisdom that is locked in his being, locked up in his mind. And even before the foundation of the world, God manifested his wisdom and his knowledge. And that's why the woman with the issue of blood could touch his garment and be made whole. She said to herself, I don't care what happens to me. I know the power of God. So even if they ought to kill me, I don't care. I'm just going to touch the hem of his garment. And she did that and she was made whole. And she thought that that was her idea. But God thought of it and planned it all along. He is a strategic God. This is the God that you serve. This is the God that I serve. And the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts than our thoughts. And even before you thought of it, 
God began to work on it. Hallelujah. It says in Isaiah 65, 24, before they call, before you call, God says, I will answer. And while you are yet speaking, God says, I will hear you. Doesn't that get you excited? That means that God anticipates the necessities and in love, he lays the foundation for granting your needs even before you ask him. Hallelujah. There is something in you. That is self-perpetuating. That is self-producing. That is able to create and reproduce. And if you know what was in you, if you know what is in you, the potential that you have, it would change your life forever. Amen. And that's why, you see, the devil is not worried about what you have on you. But he is petrified. I've got to tell you, I've got to tell somebody this morning that the devil is petrified by what is inside of you. If you only knew what is inside you, he is petrified. The Bible says that God in you, the hope of glory... Ah, every person here, you carry God in you. You carry Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You carry in you. Doesn't that get you excited? It means that there is nothing that I cannot do because God is in me. Colossians 1, 27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. (laughs) We spend a lot of time uh, discerning other people. But if we were to spend the time discerning ourselves, we would be amazed at what we find inside of us. There is a treasure in you. Isaiah 45 and verse 3 says, I will give you the hidden treasures, treasures, riches uh, stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel who summons you by name. He said to Jeremiah the prophet in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, which many of you will know very well. He says, before I formed you, Jeremiah, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. If you could discover the treasures that is inside of you, your world would be turned upside down and the world... And the community would be turned upside down if you realize what was inside you. Who are you? Have you ever asked the question, who are you? Who who am I? Romans 8 and verse 19. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day. When God will reveal who his children really are. I thank God 
for that scripture. But I've got to tell you right now, you need to realize who you are. I don't really want to wait until then to know who I am. I need to know who I am today. And I need to know the power and the authority that I carry. And I carry them in Christ. And because Christ is in me, the hope of glory, there is nothing that I cannot do. And see, the enemy goes around trying to paralyze your productivity by causing you not to see or know who you are in Christ. The Bible says that the enemy of this world, Satan, has blinded the eyes of the believers. And he uses external circumstances to make you believe that there is nothing inside you that is productive. But the devil is a liar and a deceiver. You see, when you realize that you have something inside of you, you become attracted to others who know that they have something inside of them. And so I become attracted to Pastor Patrick here because he knows that he has something inside of him. And there is something that draws me to him because of the power and the anointing that is in him. You see, sometimes to bring out the greatness that is in you, you must be mentored by somebody of greatness. I, am I right? Yeah. So you, you need to be in the company of great people. And that's why I hang around with Pastor Patrick all the time. You've got to be in the company of anointed people. In the company of people who are gifted. Because you know what? Something that they carry will rub off on you. I've got to be in the company of people who can help to stir up the gift that I have in me. You know, in verse 2, it says uh, that Elijah passed by him. He passed by Elisha and he threw his mantle on him. You see, some of you in this place are on the verge of of something great, but all you need is for somebody of greatness, somebody who is anointed to pass by you. Amen. We need an Elijah to pass by an Elisha. We need a, a miracle worker to pass by. We need an anointed person to pass by. Somebody who is full of the Holy Spirit just to pass by us. Because there is something of the anointing that flows from you to me and from me to you. That, that happens. Elijah passed by through his, his mantle on Elisha. When Jesus passed by, 
the man who was blind in John chapter 9. Do you know what happened? The Bible says when he passed by, the man's eyes opened. Pass by me, Lord. When Jesus passed by, the woman with the issue of blood, bleeding for 12 years, spent all her money on the doctors, wasn't going anywhere. But as soon as Jesus passed by her, he stopped and immediately power left him and she was healed. Pass by me, Lord. As soon as Jesus uh, passed by the girl who was dead in Mark chapter 5, a 12 year old girl, all he said was, Talitha Kumai, which meant, little girl, I say to you, get up. When Jesus passed by your situation, I tell you something every dead situation that you face in your life will come to life. Because the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, is passing by your situation. And the thing with Jesus, he doesn't just pass by and don't stop. But he will stop at your situation and he will command and it will happen. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. But I've got to tell you, saints, that you and I carry the same power as Jesus Christ. We carry the same anointing. He says, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal bodies. Greater things, Jesus says, that you will do in my name. This gets me excited, church. And, and we see this story in 1 in, in, uh, Kings 19. Elisha is, is, is plowing the fields behind the oxen. And he's thinking to himself, I know that I was created to do more. I know that I'm created to do more than I'm doing right now. I don't know if anybody has, has ever spoken to themselves and, and you, you're saying, I know that there's got to be more. I know that I was created for more than this. I know that I was created for more than just caring for the oxen. I know that I was created for more than just going to church every Sunday and sitting and receiving. I know that I was created for more than that. I know that I was created for more than the nine to five. I've asked myself that question. I have asked myself that question. I had to realize that I was created for purpose. Every single one of you in this place, God has called you for purpose. And it is more than just warming the seats on Sunday morning. God has called you so that you can raise the dead, so that you can heal the sick, so that you can preach with power, so that people can be saved. God has called us for that. I know that I was created for more than just, you know, getting married, living three score years and ten, and then dying. But I cannot unlock my destiny because I'm stuck in my family's history. 
This is what Elisha was saying. I'm stuck in my family's history. I'm stuck in my family's tradition. I'm stuck in the traditions of the church. I am stuck in the mundane. Stuck. But then he tells you in 1 Kings 19.20 that all of a sudden Elijah passed by. Sometimes to release the greatness that is in you. I've said it before. It takes someone who is anointed, someone who is prophetic, someone who is full of the Holy Spirit to pass by. Pass by me, Jesus. Elijah saw something in Elisha that made him drop his plow, that made him burn everything that he possessed, terminate his livelihood, kissed his mother and his father goodbye to follow that man. I don't need a title. To follow this man. Don't call me apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. I don't need a title to follow this man. I don't even need a wage. But I've seen something in him that is going to cause me to drop everything and follow him. When Elijah asked Elisha, in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 9, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Elisha said, give me a double portion of your spirit. Oh, I've been asking for that. I said, Lord, give it me triple times. Give it me four times. Lord, give me more. Lord, give me more. This is, I've got to tell you, this has been the cry of my heart. I am not content with where I am and even with what I'm carrying. I'm saying, Lord, I want more. More of you, God. And Elijah said to Elisha that you have asked a hard thing. You see, he says, what you ask for is not easy to come by. I've got to tell you that it may not have been easy in the Old Testament. But in the new, where we are right now, it's very easy. All you need to do is ask. Some of us make it complicated. But all you need to do is ask and believe God. When we look in the book of Acts, chapter 2, the Bible says that they just, were on the, under the instructions of Jesus, they just waited, waited in the upper room for 10 days, emptied themselves, and they waited. The vessels that God had called waited, they waited, they waited just 10 days, and then the Holy Spirit came and filled them. It reads, Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire 
that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Is there anybody in here? You're feeling empty and you know that you ought to be used from God. Is there anybody that is saying, God, I need to be filled by you. Pour in the oil. Pour in the wine. Pour it in God. Oh, Lord, help me to contain what you are going to pour in. One of the interesting things about this, the Bible says that uh, Elijah uh, uh, threw his mantle on Elisha. When I was reading the scripture, I was thinking to myself, uh, uh, that's when the transfer would have happened. That, that's what I thought when I read the scripture. But the Bible tells me that um, as e Elijah was taken up into heaven, he threw the mantle down. And I've got to tell you, it was the moment that Elisha picked up the mantle was the moment of the transfer of the anointing of God. Hallelujah. I've got to come. I'm telling somebody today, in the name of Jesus, he's saying that the, the anointing is here. The power of God is here. But all you need to do is just pick it up. God says he's laid it down for you, but he needs some people in this place who are saying, God, I am empty to reach out and pick it up. Take the mantle and begin to perform the wonders of God. Pick it up. Pick it up. I hear God saying to the church, pick the mantle up and carry on the work. There are people who are dying that need to be raised to life again. Sick people who are dying that needs to be healed. Blind eyes need to be opened. People need to be saved. But we need to carry that mantle. Pick it up, church. Pick it up. What, what Elijah was saying, he, Elijah said to Elisha, you know, you're asking, you're asking a hard thing. It's difficult. But what Elijah was saying is this, that you cannot get this kind of glory so easy. He's actually saying, it's, well, it's not my spirit. It's the spirit of God. I'm, I'm just a carrier of this. I'm just a carrier of this anointing. I'm just a house that moves around that carry this anointing. That's what he was saying. But he says to him, if you can just stick close to me, if you can walk with me, talk with me, learn from me, fellowship with me, keep company with me, then whatever I am carrying, you can have. You can have it. I, I sincerely believe in the transfer of the anointing of God, the power of God. I believe that if I carry the anointing of God and the power of God is in me, I believe that I'm able to transfer that to you. For some people that can be seen as controversial. 
but, 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 but I read in Acts chapter 8, it says, Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. I was preaching at a, at a, a couple of weeks ago, I was preaching at a church, and uh, at the end of the service, this woman who was a bit nervous to come out, uh, uh, you know, to, to be prayed for, she sat there, I saw her sat in there, sitting there, and uh, she said, she said uh, the Lord spoke to her and told her to get some of what I'm carrying. She got up out of her seat, and she approached me. She didn't even touch me, but the anointing of God uh, left me and touched her. The power of God just slayed her. She laid on the floor. She was on the floor for about half an hour as God was just dealing with her. I believe something of the anointing that I carried left me and touched her. We need to be around anointed people, spirit-filled people, people who carry the, the mantle. Get close to them, and God, by his power, can transfer what they carry upon you. Get close to Pastor Patrick. He carries the anointing. He carries the mantle of the prophetic. Get close to him. We're living in a, an age where... Everyone wants everything yesterday. We want, we want it easily, not having to work for it. I don't know. I, I find that in the UK. I don't know if it's the same here in Ireland. Things that we have been praying for and travailing uh, uh, over the 30 years. Some people expect to uh, receive it by the laying on of hands today and they get it tomorrow. I'm not saying that that is not possible because I have seen it. I've seen it happen instantly. But there is sometimes that you're going to have to walk with me. You're going to have to run with me. You're going to have to endure with me. Because only those who endure to the end will be saved, according to Matthew 24 and verse 13. You see... Elijah had something that provoked Elisha. Provoked him so much that he, he, was, he was willing to, to leave the familiar for the unfamiliar. You see, we cleave to our traditions. We cleave to what we know, not because they are not uh, working for us, but because they're comfortable. Uh, am I right? You know, we, we know them. They, they are easy. They are safe. And it's, it's easy for us to understand them. But Elisha followed Elijah everywhere he went until, until he got a double portion of the Spirit of God. He followed him until he got it. He never gave up, but he pursued him. He worked with him until he received a double portion of the Spirit of God. 
God, if you are willing, is able to pour out his spirit upon you. I've come to tell you so that you won't even have enough room to contain what God will give you. He wants to give you. He is a generous God. He will pour in the oil and the wine. You know, uh, Elisha went on to do, I don't know if, you, if you've noticed it in the scripture, he went on to do twice as much, twice as many miracles as Elijah. He got what he asked for. double portion of Elijah's spirit, the spirit that Elijah was carrying. Elijah passed on to Elisha, the next generation, onto a younger man, onto a hungry young man. He passed on the anointing of the spirit of God. You see, Elijah knows that God works through generations. And I've been pray- I've got to tell you that I, I'm reaching the, my, my, the, the age now where I'm praying. I'm saying, God, I need a man, a young man, who has the anointing of the Spirit of God to, to take this church forward. I'm looking for young men and young women who are full of the Holy Spirit that I can pass the mantle on to. And in this church, I I declare there are young men and young women who God is going to raise up full of the Holy Spirit. And you might be saying, I don't know where they're coming from. But I tell you, when you begin to intercede and ask God to send them in, God will, by his power, get ready. I'm prophesying there. The next generation, younger man, younger woman, full of the Holy Spirit. Carry that mantle. You see, Israel understood this. They understood that God is the God of generations. God is the God of this generation. He says to the children of Israel, he says, I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Paul teaches 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. He says, as he's talking to Timothy, Paul, he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And now I am persuaded is in you, Timothy. Generations. Generational blessing. You see, we speak too much of generational curses, but we should be demonstrating and speaking about generational blessings. It is right here in this house. Elijah passed his anointing to Elisha, Moses to Joshua. Me to you. Elijah was the Elisha was the recipient 
of Elijah's mantle, the recipient of his glory, his vigor, his anointing. And he left everything that he had because he wanted something to happen in his life. I don't know if there's anybody here that wants something to, ha something to happen in your life. Just a couple of you. I got to the place where I was not content. I'm saying, God, I cannot go another 10 years just living on the sidelines, just existing. God, I need to live. I need to live. The Bible says that Jesus came, that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. That is more than existing. It is living under the purposes of God. Performing miracles. Raising the dead. Healing the sick. Preaching the gospel. This is what we have been called for. And we need the anointing of God to be able to do it. He left everything that he had because he wanted something to happen in his life. This is what we call a paradigm shift. You don't make those kind of moves until you, unless you are hungry for it. I don't know about you, but I am hungry for God. Hungry for him. You don't step, uh, don't, don't step off the boat unless you know what is in front of you. And what is in front of you is more important than what is behind you. It's easy to stay in the boat where it is comfortable. I've got to tell you, saints, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not used to just doing church anymore. Doing church for me is over. God has called me for purpose. God has called you for purpose. It's more than a Sunday morning sing and dance. It is more than that. God has called the church to power, to release, to bless. Race to life again. Bid me step out of the familiar into the unfamiliar. Help me to say like Job, though they slay me. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Uh, Lord, I, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how all of this is, is going to work, Lord. Sometimes we try to work it out in, a, in our minds. But God, remember saying that he's a strategic God. He's already got it planned out. All he needs are faith-filled people who will say, I'm going to step out. I am going to step out in God. I'm going to be an Elisha. I'm going to leave the mundane and I'm going to follow an Elijah. I'm going to follow the prophet. I'm going to just lay everything behind me. I don't care. I'm going to kiss my mother and my father goodbye. I'm going to burn all my belongings and I'm going to follow the man of God who is anointing. I'm going to get some of that anointing. 
give me a double portion, God, of your spirit. I don't know how it's going to all work out, but I know, according to the word, that all things work together for good to, the, to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. Can I have the keyboard play, guys? Please, can you just stand to your feet? This is a challenge this morning. I, I've just come to challenge the church and, and ask you some serious questions uh, today. Do you know what is inside of you? Do you know what you carry? Are you contented or do you want more? More. Do you want more of God? Or are you contented? Are you just existing or are you living? Do you carry the power of the Holy Spirit or is it something else that you're carrying? Do you need a change in your life? Do you, you see, God will give you what you need. If you want more, God will give you more. But you're going to have to be able to be in the place where you can contain the power of God. Give me more, Lord. Do you want to come from behind the plow? Come from behind the mundane? Do you want to come from behind what is holding you back? Do you want to remove the mask and move into the power of God? Revival is coming to this church. But you've got to say, God, I am willing and I am ready, willing and ready to go forth in the power of God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God.
change the church. We are the kingdom of God. So wherever you work, whatever college you go to, whatever school you're in, God can use you there to reach young people. And so myself and Brian, I feel we're like Elijah releasing the Elishas into the next generation. Amen. And I'm happy with that, man. I'm happy. I'm dropping the mic. As T.D. Jake says, I'm still here, but I'm still releasing. Amen. So if you feel you want a blessing as a young person, stand up here, myself, Brian, Sham. We're going to declare blessing over you. Amen. Doesn't matter what age, we're going to declare blessing on you.
standing here have something from God as Brian said earlier on God has given you something creative some people are brilliant with their minds some people are brilliant with their hands some people are brilliant musically intellectually allow God let that gift come outside of you and become evident when you're around you I just feel I'm so touched this morning there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 nearly 16 young people here God wants to release your generation, I'm telling you, like never before, with creativity. And the word the Lord gave me for you young people, we are now in an age where the church has no walls. This is a church with no walls. Social media, all these platforms, you can be used for God's glory now. I believe God wants to just bless you and release you. I really feel there's a release in the house this morning, a real sense of release in the house of God. I just release all you young people. I ask you just to release you. Now, Sam, Sam Peters, can you go on the piano? Johnny, Johnny I want you to come down. We're going to pray with you, Johnny. All the young people, we're going to pray with Johnny. That a real release in his life will come. Will come in a supernatural way. That Johnny now is going to embark on the best days of his life. Amen. Come down here, Johnny. Sam wants to say something. I just want to speak to the people that are sitting behind. You know something? What an honor to stand in the presence of God and see young people standing at the altar of God, seeking the anointing to impact their generation. And what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And you know, we need to make a commitment to these young people to serve them, 
just serve them as we pray and release you and release you in your anointings and the giftings that God has placed on your lives. And I believe this morning there's a challenge to those of us that are older in the house this morning, those of us that are older, those of us that have learned so much and experienced that we need to make a pledge in our heart, a commitment in our heart to serve each of these young people. I challenge each and every one of you this morning to look at one of these individuals. Look at one of these individuals that is standing at the front. Take their name and let it be written on your heart. Let it be written on your heart. Take one name from this this row of people standing here and let it be written on your heart, praying for them, lifting them, carrying them, serving them as they go forward. There is no walls, like Pat says, and it's time for them to step out. But we want to release them. And with releasing someone is something that we do, that we actively do. And we need to release them this morning. We all release them. We all release them as a family. We release them into what God has. Look at them. Look at what we see before us this morning. Young men and women that are crying out for their generation, that are asking God to use them. And we are not to be silent. We are not to be dormant. We're not to just step back and say, well, I've done my bit now and I let go of the mantle. No, no, no. We are to impart it on a daily basis as we release them in the prayer closet, as we pray over them in their workplaces. These two guys are doctors ministering. We need to release them as they meet people every day. Every day meeting people that they are carriers of the anointing of God wherever they go. Look at them. I want to challenge you this morning. Look at them this morning. Look at them. Look at them. Take a name and let it be written in your heart. Write it in your Bible and pray over them every day that wherever they are, whatever they're doing, wherever they're working, whatever they're doing, that God would release that anointing, renew the anointing, refresh the anointing, and let it flow in a greater way than it's ever flown that we have seen. Yeah, I just, I'm so overcome this morning, but I feel this morning what we're going to do is Johnny's going to stand in the middle, right? And we're going to get all the young people to just lay hands towards him. And all the older people out there, I want you just to walk up a little bit further. Just put your hand towards all these strong people. Let's pray a release on all of them and Johnny. You know, we're the family of God. And I just I just feel, I'm going to ask Brian to come up here and pray with Johnny and Shan and, and any of our leadership. We, we are going to send this young man out. And I feel that the Lord told me this morning, send him out. And I'll bring many musicians in. I'll bring many musicians in. We'll send them out with a blessing. Father, I pray the blessing of Almighty God upon my son, the son of this house. I pray, Father, that destiny awaits him. But not just destiny, Lord, fulfillment. Lord, he's going to fulfill all that's in his heart now. We thank you for 17 years of service. I'm so grateful to this young man, Lord. His purity, his commitment, his consecration. For I release him from this house into his destiny and into his fulfillment. God, you have great plans for this man. He has remained faithful all these years to you, Lord. And I do pray, Lord, all joking aside, that you will bring a special person 
into this young man's life. And that, Lord, there will be two, not just one. That your time will be perfect in this young man's life. And I pray, Father, as he walks this new company, the favor of heaven will be dripping all over him and dripping in this company. Lord, this company will know an unbelievable blessing of, oh, of God on his life. Lord, for Johnny, this vessel, this empty vessel, Lord, I ask you to pour in the oil. Pour in the wine. He's going to the UK. He won't be just because he thought it was a good idea, but because you planned it. You saw it before it happened. Lord, in the name of Jesus right now, I release your power, the anointing of God upon him right now for greatness. Lord, in the name of Jesus, he shall be great, great in your kingdom and with his peers. Lord, he shall be great. I speak it right now and I prophesy it over him in the name of Jesus. You shall walk on water. <laughs> you shall do those things that seem impossible because you are a child of God and you know what you carry. You know what is inside you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you, give him a double portion of your spirit, Lord, right now. <laughs> oh, God, I release it in the name of Jesus. As an Elijah, God, I release the mantle upon Elijah. In Jesus' name. Upon Johnny. In Jesus' name. Let's, let's sing that song. I'll get Brian to sing. Brian's got such a great voice. How great is our God? I believe revival is coming. Among, and I read this is where I believe. I think this revival that we're going to see globally is going to be among young people. That something of God is going to place on young people that no other generation has ever seen before. And I, 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 oh, I feel it this morning so strong. It's all over me when I look at these young people that God is about to do something phenomenal that the world has never seen before among young people who will have a hunger and a desire for God like never before. And as we close this meeting, if you want to bless Brian's ministry, you can give him an offering in the book, and if you want to bless him, he's been tremendous. Can we give give Brian Jones a great, great uh, clap this morning for his ministry this morning? He is a great singer as well. So, sing as we as he as we close. Let's sing, Brian.
week and the blessing of Almighty God and all of us, Father, that you will be glorified through our lives this week. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody says, Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. Let's have some tea, coffee, and fellowship. Amen. <laughs> 